Welcome to a special Money 2020 edition of Pay Tech Talk, the podcast about payments. Today's guest is Stefan Jorgensen, CEO of ItemBase. Welcome to Pay Tech Talk, and today we have a special Money 2020 edition, and I have Stefan Jorgensen sitting in front of me from ItemBase. So, Stefan, can you introduce yourself and just give us a little idea of what you've been up to uh, lately? Absolutely. First of all, thanks a lot for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, Pleasure. My name is Stefan Jorgensen. I'm originally from Denmark. Um, I've been working in e-commerce for the past 20 years in different aspects. So anywhere from company building to operating uh, companies, investing in companies, and obviously with the close connection between e-commerce mm-hmm. and payments, we, we, uh, we've touched upon that in, in different capacities over the years um, and are now with Itemase uh, pretty heavily involved in the, in the fintech industry uh, as one of the verticals we're, we're working with. Okay, great. Do you do anything else uh, besides item base? Well, uh, I, I do. <laughs> I do. We do. Uh, we do some investing in e-commerce technology uh, companies okay. um, through uh, through basically uh, uh, a a informal fund essentially. Mm-hmm. So uh, so we do some investing. Yes. Oh, great. So you're pretty busy. Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> am. Yes. Uh, speaking of being busy, uh, there's a lot of obviously there's been a lot in the payments news lately. Are there any items that have caught your eye that said, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, beside uh, the thing that a payment company went to space, uh, I think, uh, last <laughs> week, then, uh, then, uh, then we noticed that, that there's been some, some uh, very interesting news going around, uh, around uh, basically buy now, pay later, and, uh, and some, some kind of perspectives on how that could co- uh, potentially compete mm-hmm. with, uh, with the existing card networks out there, because it, it uh, gives an opportunity for the consumer and the merchant con- mm-hmm. to connect direc- uh, together directly. Um, basically uh, based on some of the uh, the skew level data um, around the transactions and the potential behind that. And that's obviously something we would item base uh, Mm -hmm. uh, look a lot at. And that's why we we noticed that that part. Yes, I mean, it's kind of unavoidable in the payments. Every every other day for the past month, it seems like there's some new acquisition or someone else is getting into buy now, pay later. Absolutely. So it's a hot space, most definitely. So uh, speaking of item base, what would you say the biggest opportunities for your uh, company are? So, so what we basically do is we, we help connect um, application providers, which can be in fintech, uh, it can be in financial technology and logistics and in different areas, mm-hmm. connect to merchants uh, and basically connect to their transactional data at SKU level or at item level. Um, so the opportunity for us is really to enable applications across uh, the e-commerce ecosystem with transactional data um, that is uh, that is enriched with, with SKU data. And that has a lot of, uh, of effects. So far, we've been very strong in, in logistics where mm-hmm. you need the data to basically ship the products, right. to do tracking codes. And now what we're seeing is uh, is a lot of pull from the financial technology market uh, where a lot of applications like the, the, uh, the buy now, pay later, like mm-hmm. merchant financing, like uh, chargebacks, digital receipts, these kind of things all need to connect to merchants and to retailers uh, to get basically access to that data. Right. And that now starts to tie into some of the other companies we're working with. So you can imagine if you if you basically have a digital receipt, uh, you can start tying in, for example, a tracking code from the shipping company. Mm-hmm. So you can start creating kind of a personal finance management where you actually go into the shopping aspect of, of people's lives. So that's, that's pretty exciting uh, for us and, and something we've been working on uh, to push as much as possible. Oh, that is exciting. It's a very exciting space. Absolutely. So uh, how would you say that fintech can be used as a force for good? I mean, overall, uh, I think 
besides, of course, in general, empowering people by the whether they already you know have access to bank accounts and credit cards or or to get the unbanked kind of mm-hmm. of, uh, of banked, uh, I, I think, and something we're working on is is to really help um, what do you say create sustainable consumptions if you can essentially connect the supply chain together so you have information about the the items the products that go through the supply chain um, then you have the other side of uh, of payments and fintech so you where you have the payment transaction we can right. basically add the uh, the item level detail and thereby we can add visibility on what people buy and we can potentially optimize how manufacturers produce products and and we we think at the moment that there's a very big waste in the way products are basically produced so they're basically produced to to consume very quickly and then buy right. something new whereas we think there's a big opportunity to change that model around and that can be done in different ways uh, the common denominator is essentially that that um, you need to connect all the data together on the uh, in the fintech area um, to basically make sure that consumers where they spend their money they have all of these visibility uh, all of this visibility Wow. Is there, would you say there's a a big, do you see a lot of interest for uh, these services, for these uh, sustainable consumption services from a business, on the business side? It, it has definitely been growing the last couple of years. So it's something we've been, we've been basically, it's, it's kind of the, the reason we founded the company originally. It, it came from that kind of con- consumerism uh, part. Okay. Um, and, uh, and we've seen that grow a lot in the last couple of years with, with the whole shift to sustainability across all kinds of verticals. Right. right? Especially, yeah, the push we're for more uh, ESG uh, metrics. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh, now let's uh, skip to uh, something personal. Who has inspired you uh, in your personal or in your professional life, and uh, why? Got it. Yeah. So actually, I've never been the person who had you know these these uh, idols hanging on the wall for, <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, I, I don't know why. So what what typically has inspired me has been people I've been working with and seeing what is actually because you get a real insight into exactly how it works. Mm-hmm. So I've been very inspired. We've had an amazing chairman of the board uh, on 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 one of our companies, one of the first investors in Skype, has inspired me a lot in in terms of thinking big and 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 a lot of different things, which are really hard to explain. Mm-hmm. We <laughs> We've had a, a CFO at some point in time, which is a Silicon Valley veteran, uh, worked there for 40 years, and and he's basically shown and inspired uh, the, the whole operations around how we can basically, how we can build a company, how you can structure things, and, and it's been very inspiring to kind of work directly with these people, so... So those are some of the, the people. We also had a CEO once in one of our companies, which, which has been working uh, with Coca-Cola before. So kind of seeing those management skills has, has been very inspiring along my own kind of career. Um, so, so those are typically the, the people I get inspired by that I actually get to work with so I can <laughs> see exactly what's going on. It's very hard to, to see you do you know, these, these big idols where you know, they're very successful, but you don't know what are the actual details behind it. So right. that's... Because most of that's just marketing, too. Yeah, it probably <laughs> is. A lot yes. of it's you, just at marketing. At least you don't know. I'm sure they're very good at things, right. but, but you don't really know what it is. They, their brand is out there, but what, what made them what they are, it's hard to, to kind of figure out if you don't, um, what do you say, experience it. Right, you don't have any contact with them. Exactly. Oh, that's actually really nice. That's your kind of, you get your energy and inspiration from the people that you work with directly on the companies that you're working at exactly. or build. Yes, yes, yeah. So that's usually a different perspective. Yeah, exactly. I like it. And now, uh, what's a question that you wish someone would ask you in an interview that they never do? Um, so I, I think um, it, it's not really, I mean, 
it's not that I never ask it, but but it it's uh, gotten considerably less. But uh, but essentially, there's uh, there's rarely people now that that ask me about why we we founded the company um, and and the, the real reasons behind it. So mm-hmm. so that's something that uh, that we obviously would would like to get out there way more. Um, and and I think very few people know that that we basically started the company item based because I. I basically had uh, when I moved uh, my house. I, I had mm-hmm. I realized I had three laptops and five mobile phones lying around in the basement that were kind of not being used anymore, and I felt that's pretty much a waste. Why are they lying around there? Mm-hmm. And I realized it's because I don't have the visibility into my own consumption. So I, there's no easy way for me to basically track that and also then get them on in the world. Right? Mm-hmm. Why why do we need five mobile phones lying around in the basement where it could go to somebody that could use that phone or it could basically be recycled and the resources be reused in manufacturing or these kind of things. Uh, and it, it's very, you know, it's it's a very big difference to, you know, technology what, that we're actually doing. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's, it, there's a long stretch from that reason to the technology we're, we're doing because it's very back-end technology. Um, and that's obviously, so, no, nobody's asking that because nobody <laughs> gets that kind of, uh, of catch in it. No, that, that makes sense though, because it is a bit, that's a big story explaining from the origin to yes. the product that you actually put out into the world. Exactly. Now. Yes. But I'm glad you explained your uh, motivation. So in the future, are speaking of uh, like sustainable consumption, are you going to push more into that as as the uh, sort of the years go on? Yeah, we we definitely plan to do that. We we're, we're laying the foundations now, and and you know, given that there's this big spread between what we can do with the technology, mm-hmm. but what the the real life use is today, we're going to focus as much as possible. We have been focusing as much as possible on the on the use today, but we'll mm-hmm. definitely as uh, as we grow and more data becomes available, push more and more into the sustainable consumption. And I think the world is also ready for that. Uh, if you see what's going on, so absolutely, this is the, you're in the right time and the right place, and hopefully with the right product. Mm-hmm. For, uh, for that. Well, exactly. thanks, Stefan, for stopping by Paytech Talk. Thanks a lot for having me. Very exciting and good to meet you. You've been listening to Paytech Talk, the podcast about payments. Today's guest was Stefan Jorgensen, CEO of Itembase. Paytech Talk is produced by Cognito Media Amsterdam. Thanks for listening.